0: Back now with the Jim Leach Show. And once a month, we check in with Ryan McCrady. He is the CEO of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance. It is the public-private economic development partnership that's been working very hard and has a, a lot to show for its efforts to bolster economic development projects, the sorts of things that create jobs and get money flowing through our community. Uh, between the last time we spoke and today, the Growth Alliance held its annual meeting and Ryan McCready uh, made a, a lengthy presentation to them about what the uh, organization achieved in 2021, what it's working on for 2022. We're going to focus a lot of our conversation on that today. Ryan McCrady, welcome and thanks for being here with us on the holiday.
1: No problem. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, it's always a pleasure to to find out more about uh, things that uh, do have a, a real uh, substantial impact in our community. And as you laid it out to, to the board for the annual uh, meeting that was held virtually uh, a few weeks back, there are four specific projects uh, that the uh, Growth Alliance has uh, worked to facilitate and to try to assist that you were saying could mean a billion dollars in economic growth over the next five years. Just those four projects, which is really a pretty staggering number when you think about it.
1: It is a staggering number when you think about it uh, because that's just the uh, you know the the direct spend. When you think about all the other jobs that are supported by those projects, and you know I've described economic impact before as if you're standing by a by a pond and you throw a rock in, the expenditure is the rock and the ripples. That's the economic impact that goes through the economy. And these are four are very very large projects and. Sometimes I think they're, they're so large, it's hard for folks here to, to really conceptualize what it means. Uh, the largest of those uh, is the Lincoln Land Energy Center just south of Pawnee. We're expecting a decision from the Illinois EPA on their, on their air permit uh, to allow them, hopefully, to start moving forward here in the near term. That's going to be a very important investment for energy and electricity supply, not just in Springfield and the Sanley County, but, but throughout the region and the Midwest also.
0: Uh, that's a huge one in another energy-related project, the uh, Double Black yep. Diamond Solar Farm uh, that is uh, being contemplated uh, near the
1: Sangamon-Morgan County line. That's right. The Double Black Diamond Solar Development is the largest solar development in the state of Illinois. The Sangamon-Gadion County Board approved the permit for it back in October, and they expect to break ground on that project when the crops come out here in 2022. And that's about a $750 million Development and that also helps us diversify our energy supply here in Central Illinois, and it's it's tough to ima- I already imagine I think for a lot of folks that right here in Sangamon County is we're going to be the home to two very very large energy projects. So those two are obviously very important. Also the long awaited and discussed uh, Shield Sports Park that's continuing to con- uh, gather momentum. move forward uh, is looking to break ground here in 2022, and that's about a $65 million project and um, right, that, and to, that'll be that'll be happening and
0: to clarify that because you you talked about these uh, dollar figures but said that's really kind of the the direct expenditure on things like mm-hmm. like construction of the of the property etc the construction jobs or direct employment there that shield sports park in particular is going to have a massive ripple effect for hotels for restaurants uh for sure. the the purchase of equipment you know you're right there next to uh, next to shields when teams are coming in and suddenly somebody needs a new set of cleats or something uh those sales like that with a Sales tax revenue they generate—you could see how that one could be uh, just just a monster in terms of uh, ongoing economic development.
1: Without a doubt, and you know the the market study done for the sports complex estimated over twenty five million dollars a year in spending from individuals more than ninety miles away from Springfield. So that's that's an enormous shot in the arm to the local economy, and those expenditures don't just happen right there at that location. We have lots of hotels, restaurants, retail opportunities all around Springfield. So that money will reverberate throughout the community, and that happens every single year. So, yes, the construction is only one year, and they do have a project labor agreement to use local labor on that, which helps the economic impact. But the money just keeps coming. It's a gift that just keeps on giving as that continues to operate.
0: And then finally, one more that you uh, included with that group of four that could um, create a total of a billion dollars in economic activity over five years. And I'm not going to lie, this one's a little near and dear to my heart because it's close to where I work, and it fills a void there along I-72 east of Springfield where there is really very little near the highway in terms of uh, of services for drivers and things, but that's going to change in the coming months.
1: It is. You know, the village of Everton has been very... Uh very forward-thinking in their development efforts, and the new truck stop that is slated and is is in their construction right now at the Riverton interchange on I-72 is just the first step in a number of developments you're going to see at that interchange. The village of Riverton has proactively uh, gone through the process of getting the infrastructure that developers need, whether that's water, electric, natural gas, or sanitary sewer there, and they're leveraging the opportunity with the traffic count on Interstate 72 and Jim, as you know, I lived in Decatur for over 12 years and have family in Springfield. And whenever we hopped in the car to to leave Springfield to go home, I always told the kids, make sure you go to the bathroom because there's nowhere to stop until you get to Decatur. So that's going to be a big step forward. They have on the the south side of that interchange of the interstate, they have an industrial park plan there with the proper zoning and infrastructure going in. So that's going to be a really fun place to see what happens going forward.
0: Yeah, it's only uh, five or six miles from uh, the edge of Springfield and some of the gas stations and things there, but like you said, if you've been driving for a while, that additional five <laughs> miles could be the difference between victory and calamity, so I think that's going to be very uh, very well received. Uh, Ryan McCready is yeah. here with the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance, uh, and, and that's a great recap of some of the victories of 2021. I want to look into 2022 and a couple of things specifically that you mentioned in your presentation during the annual meeting last month. One was collaboration with Abraham Lincoln Cap Airport. What does that look mm-hmm. like and, and what's the uh, the end game there?
1: Well, the, the airport has been very uh, very active uh, during the pandemic. They've done a lot of investment in the physical plant at the airport with remodeling, changing to the security process. So if you do have uh, TSA pre-check now, there's that separate lane available to you to get through there. Uh, if you don't have uh, TSA pre-check and you want to get it, you can do it right there at our airport and make an appointment. That's where I got mine done. It was very, very easy. Also, uh, Mark Hanna has started a, a a process of having a group of large business travelers, so businesses that have employees or customers that do a lot of business travel through the airport, to meet with him on a quarterly basis, so we can get feedback. You know, what's going well? Uh, what other kinds of routes do you do you uh, do you request? So is there anything that we can do to serve you better? Just having that conversation with those customers is very, very important. I think you've seen the airport. You know, they added service recently to to Arizona, and I know that Mark and his staff are out constantly trying to get new routes and think about what they can do. Also, the airport is preparing, you know, plans and and, uh, to have industrial type or or development out near the airport. Uh, The airport authority owns some land there. They're in the process of getting that land ready to develop. So then they can diversify the different types of revenue that come into the airport, passenger service, but also is there an opportunity for additional commercial development around the airport uh, to provide some revenue to make sure we keep that airport around and operating for a long time. It's a very, very important tool in economic development. It's very important for retaining businesses and very important for attracting businesses. I never – have a site selection opportunity come in without them asking about air service, passenger, air, passenger air service in the community.
0: Well, and it seems like it really fulfills the the initial uh, concept behind the the growth alliance as a public private partnership. You'd not only be working with private companies on growth, but also working with governmental entities to say, okay, what can we do uh, to make it a more welcoming environment? As you noted in Riverton, mm-hmm. uh, really going to to make sure they're providing the uh, infrastructure and for any development that might happen there. Same with the airport. Can they provide space that is conveniently located that uh, is on the brink of other development, which makes it uh, even more attractive there? So it seems like that is, is finally part of this overall mission that's now coming to fruition.
1: It is, and what's important is as a community that we start planning for success. We start expecting success. We stop hoping for it. And that seems like just words, but it's a fundamental shift in the way you think. You know, my dad worked in sales for 35 years, and he always told me when you plan for expansion, you get it. When you plan for contraction, you get it. So you have to go into this as a community expecting to be successful and having the conversation of other parties coming to the table, like the airport, like Village of Riverton, like the city of Springfield and Sangamon County coming to the table and saying, what can we do? To support the businesses we have, and be more attractive for initial businesses and residents coming to town, and the Growth Alliance is a good place to convene those discussions in a way that's not embarrassing, right? We don't want to, you know, have these, you know, storm the, the the floor of a public meeting and and you know address problems as a community in an uncomfortable way. Let's let's get together as a group of stakeholders and see what we can do to be
0: successful. That brings us to uh, another uh, big announcement, uh, at least I thought it was a big one that came out of the annual meeting in talking about the Growth Alliance wanting to play a role in the ultimate redevelopment of the Pillsbury Mills site. Uh, and that, to me, it seems like a project that has been uh, sort of emblematic of what you just talked about, this notion of, well, we're just kind of throwing up our hands, what can we do? It's such an enormous thing and somebody else's responsibility and I don't want to take it on and, and have to be responsible for it. Uh, but at some point somebody does have to take it on or nothing's ever going to get done with it. So how do you see this playing out over the next year? What role would the Growth Alliance play and and ultimately who does take responsibility and where does the money come from to do what's going to need to be done on that site?
1: Well, the really good news is you have moving Pillsbury forward. Uh, the, The folks that have been organizing that effort for years now has made tremendous strides moving forward. I'm telling you, Jim, Without the dedication and effort of those folks, we would not be having the discussions that we're having right now. Uh, they've been very, very dedicated about trying to bring this to a resolution. Also, uh, once again, community and a group of stakeholders. The, the Growth Alliance was able to work with a number of stakeholders in the community, being local governments, uh, the Attorney General's Office, the Illinois EPA, to come together to figure out how we can tackle this. And progress is being made. The Growth Alliance will play a very important role because we are well-connected to developers and other resources that can help redevelop these sites. In my past career in economic development, specifically in Decatur, I was able to work with developers that are experienced in redeveloping environmentally challenged properties to bring them to cleanup and to eventual development. And that's a role that the Growth Alliance can help pay. As far as funding to help pay for the cleanup, uh, we, we can also help with that. Uh, you know, we will pursue, of course, grant opportunities. But uh, typically, when you do a project like this, there is no one silver bullet of funding. Most of the time, the private and the public funding is blended together to bring out a good result. So, like I, I always say, it's kind of like baking a cake. There's lots of ingredients to go into it. And you just have to get them all lined up and get the timing right. But I feel very confident that we're moving that direction And that we're going to have some good momentum going forward and announcements in 2022 about it.
0: One of the big challenges has been just simply clean title to the property that's been uh, tied up in court. The previous owners, who, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, were cited for not properly uh, dealing with the the contamination on the site. But that fight's gone on for a long time. And uh, the fear, of course, from some is if we take this on, then we're also taking on the legal liability, the environmental liability, et cetera. Is there an end in sight for all of those entanglements?
1: I believe that the the right people are having conversations now. I feel good about that. I feel good about the conversations that are going on. We can be very careful about what we say, of course, for a whole lot of reasons. But the right people are around the table working towards a solution. And so my optimism is where it is because I I honestly feel like we're headed the right direction on this and that we're much farther ahead than what we were before. And i got to give a lot of credit, like I said, to moving Pillsbury forward but also to folks at the city of Springfield and the mayor and the county board chairman and, and county clerk and treasurer's office and state attorney's office coming together with other governmental agencies and really figuring out how we get this thing done. There's been a lot of time and effort put in on it from those folks, too. So I, we, we're, we're appreciative of that. And I'm optimistic that we're going to we're going to get something done at that site here very soon.
0: Ryan McCrady. I know there's more we could talk about. You've got some other things coming up. Mm-hmm. We are unfortunately out of time for this afternoon, but we will check in again with sure. you soon. And in the meantime, if people want to stay on top of what the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance is doing, where do they go to do so?
1: They can check us out at thriveandspi.org or give us a call at 217 679